Okay, we're with A.V. Super Sunshine, who is the writer and main subject of the feature film Alien Abduction that played at the Sci-Fi uh, Fantasy Film Festival, winner of Best Documentary Feature. So the first, we got to get it right out of the bag. So this is a film about being abducted by aliens, correct? And you were abducted by aliens, is that correct? Yes, this is correct. Here okay, so that's that. going to blow people away right off the bat, right? Yeah, it was a, a physical abduction physically taken not like not like a dream not like people if you if you read a lot of the abductions most of them i would say 99 percent of them are people they came to my bedroom <laughs> you know so this was taken from a moving car the first time okay so tell people what what happened so you're driving the car yeah we were it was a we went to a death cab for cutie concert in milwaukee which is okay about 55 miles south of here. And we left after the concert, which was probably about 11 o'clock. And we got to a truck stop that we were gonna stop and have some food and some coffee, which we did. And uh, we hadn't even had an alcoholic beverage. And we got on the road in about uh, 10 minutes up the road. Sorry, I have to ask, did you have something else besides alcohol no, beverage? No, no, no. You went to a movie, no. you went to a rock concert, no? Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was like it was in a sober. theater where you sit in a seat, everybody yeah. had to No, but I mean, we're just getting, making they sure that a, I'm laying down, spring, like you're like, totally sober, yeah. 100% sober. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, it was, it was sit down and listen concert. They had, a, <laughs> okay. they had a spring section there. It was pretty, it was pretty good, but uh yeah, it was it was no mingling in the aisles. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, and, and in a theater like a, an old theater, you know, uh, old movie theater type. It's at uh, okay Milwaukee. They had a couple different theater style venues that are pretty neat to see. So you stayed, you stopped off, had something to eat at the truck stop. You and you drove home, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, we were we were we were headed north, and we got just into the Kettle Moraine State forest area uh on highway 41 and then we were going under an underpass and we blacked out and then woke up off planet you woke, where did you wake up uh, uh, off planet uh, my my wife thinks it's a moon but i think it was a planet um, well, okay so then okay so then you woke were you in the car still no no we were taken out of the car that's the freaky part okay is uh we were taken out of the car. They they uh, froze time. The uh, if you watch the film, I think Tom DeLonge talks about it, yeah. right, with Joe Rogan. Yeah. But the, the craft they 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 create an artificial bubble of mm -hmm. uh, gravity, and uh, <clears throat> that's why they can turn on a dime, and the people inside don't fly against the wall because you're in your own gravity space. When you're doing that, it's just like hanging, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So in, if you're inside the craft, on the outside, it looks like a right angle turn. Uh, at any rate, uh, that uh, uh, if there's a guy uh, uh, who's uh, Bob Lazar, and he supposedly worked on the craft, he explains it pretty well, yeah. but but in the film, Tom DeLonge tries to explain it a little bit. Uh, is is uh, it, it freezes time around the craft? Okay. And then uh, they took us out of the car. They, they landed actually two saucers under an underpass. One was under, and one was up on a 
just on the side of it. And then they put us on the craft and flew us off planet. They kept one craft there. So that time was like frozen around it. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, they unloaded us in a, uh, in a, some kind of a training facility uh, that uh, I believe was a planet. My wife believes was a moon. Uh, at, at any rate, uh, well, planet moon, it's, it's another surface, <laughs> guess, right? Well, they, yeah, we're just kind of talking, talking it out. You, you asked what happened. And then, uh, they hooked me up to, uh, a machine. Uh, I haven't talked about this in a while, but, but I was, I was paint, I was facing the screen. Okay. I got some visuals to kind of help the audience, but they had a, they had a screen that was, oh, maybe. It was maybe about uh, 18 to 25, 30 feet high. It was quite high. It was a large facility with a bay with a giant window in front mm -hmm. so I could see out the window. What I saw out the window, by the way, was on the left side was like a mountain range, but with no vegetation. And then uh, on, in front of me and to the right, it was like, it, it looked like craters, like, a, like uh, uh, maybe like cross between the moon and Mars is the only way I could, because we can see pictures of Mars now because they got that Mars lander there and it's filming stuff back what it looks like there. Yeah. And uh, anyways, uh, then uh, beyond the horizon, it was just black with stars that were just right up front. And that was pretty um, amazing to see. And that's what I, but in front of the glass was a transparent screen. And that, that was maybe about 50, good 50 feet long and maybe 20, some 20, 30 feet high. And uh, uh, there was a control booth in the right hand corner, like a black booth. And I could see beans behind there while they had us up there. But on the screen, it was like a Zoom call where with, with all the little, uh, uh, Okay. All the little squares and in, in each, and, and it was like, I've seen these screens before. Sometimes they, like the Today Show might use them for the weather. They can draw on them and then they show video. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was one you could see through, but it had video, but it was 3D. So if you could imagine more little uh, Zoom screens going back like for uh, forever. And uh, each one had like a gray alien head in it. And uh, they, they were watching the whole thing. And then I had all these tubes hooked up to my chest. I, I, my, my head was like this. I couldn't move to look down, but I could see on the floor and I could see how far back we were and I could see the control booth, but I just couldn't see straight down. So I couldn't see how they went into my chest. My wife was facing me and she could see how they were going in. Like they put a suit on me or something. And then at any rate, I could see like, are you familiar with light pipe? No, uh, yes, fiber I mean, optics. Yeah, it was like yeah. that. It was like fiber optics, like a light pipe, and I could see bubbles of light coming one way into me, and I could see bubbles of light going out of me, like they were reading well, me. But how are you feeling though? Like, where were you hurt? Were you like, if they had things inside of you, were you feeling like I didn't? I, what? Yeah, whatever it was, it wasn't physically going into me. It was like uh, light beams coming through my body and coming okay. back. So but you were, I, but you were like, were you like, why didn't you just get up then? Why did you just get up? I was, I was, stra I was strapped to this. You're strapped. Device. Yeah. So I was strapped down. And then my wife was in like a drug-like state when you're around, 
the grays, they, they have a way, they, they can really shut down what you can do physically. Yeah. I mean, that's they, what I'm asking. So why, first yeah. of all, why are they called the grays? Well, because that's, well, that's what they call the, the gray skin light bulb shape. Okay. Little, little holes for ears. Cause they don't really talk, you know, mouse, like small mouse. They, they communicate telepathically. Yeah. So they don't, I, they don't have, they really don't have ears, you know. So it's sort of like some animals, like in our in our species, are, are are communicate that way too. They don't have they don't have like audible. They can't hear, but they can they can communicate through through uh, their telepathic. I guess right. Yeah, like some some I know some fish species. Yeah, like the we we live on a lake like Winnebago. We have a lake sturgeon, which is a prehistoric fish that gets to like six eight feet long and a couple hundred pounds. And those they they find can communicate with sonar, and then whales and dolphins communicate yeah, exactly. with sonar. You know, which is pretty amazing. So it's uh, like so. Okay, so the first but, question but, I have is but, that. Well, the next question but, I have is that what? Why do they pick you guys? Uh, well, we're we're not real certain, but uh, uh, we're pretty sure that they had trained us, uh, and. Uh, uh, we were the we were, were the cats. I think the reason why they picked us is because um, under the radar, we're we're doing all the things to get this out there. You know, we we've got a film now. Uh, they want they wanted you to tell people about about it then. Yeah. Yes. And it's a uh, the timing of it. We don't really have control over. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> which is, which is, uh, but it's, uh, it's real close. We can feel that it's, that it's uh, real close that this is going to start to get out there. We've got a, uh, we just uh, signed a deal with a top entertainment attorney and he's got a group that's going to promote it. We're making some changes to the film. To the film, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, they want to get us on all the major streaming service and then hopefully we can, continue to talk about it with people like you and get that word out you know then there's a lot of there's a lot of new platforms out there too you know besides youtube and you know uh that are starting to talk about ufos and aliens. well it's even there's like even the government right like there's some there's some like secrecy that they know more than they they, they have to stay share i guess right right they they uh uh the last president signed an order for them to release the uh, uh, what they knew, so yeah. of course they have to release something, right? So, yeah. so in 2021, last summer, they released some a lot of film that naval pilots and air force pilots had taken, mm -hmm. and uh, and then uh, some details about that film, including UFOs going 300 knots under the water, you know, which is near naval craft. Yeah, uh, they they spilled the beans that. Most of the sightings are were near nuclear uh, installations, so you know they spilled the beans there, and then they got real quiet, if you remember, because you know obviously that's some security risk. But if they're by our nuke sites, they're by China's and they're by Russia's, yeah. right? You know, but uh, uh, at any rate, uh, uh, they had a, a hearing just last week, I believe it was just in the last week or so, where uh, the they had a guy from the Pentagon, from the Navy, and then they. Uh, and a guy from the Navy, and then uh, they now have a uh, 
a, a way for the pilots to report these in real time right in the cockpit yeah and they're explaining it and since they've done that the reports have gone way way up so they have like 400 reports now and uh, they have a lot of video some of them they're saying are unmanned craft like drones or something yeah uh, and uh they used i think they purposely found some lame drone video just to shit sure. through the point but they showed like three lights at the bottom looked like drones but then they also they did show at the hearing uh the the um uh a lot of the stuff the pilots took of the saucers and and doing right angle turns and disappearing in front of them. So and, uh, the question I have is that uh, so okay so there's a lot but basically they I guess they want they basically like the, the the key is that they want all of your stories your story other people's stories kind of to match up I guess right to be like to be like the Greys are are basically doing this just not to you people not to you and your and your and your significant other but to other people and so if, if all your stories match up and they all make sense then there's then then you know then logic dictates that what you're saying is the truth i guess well then, this is the uh well the interesting part is uh, uh they they don't match up like i said if if you go out and you research it and you yeah. watch some movies some videos you're going to find 99 percent of the people that had an experience we're in their bedroom, like a dream. Okay. So like that's a, my next question. Like an out-of-body experience, like an actual the truth, projection right? experience, right? That's not to say that maybe there's some way from another dimension for some a creature that's alien, obviously anything from this planet is alien, can come into your bedroom and take your soul at the time of, you know, if, if you read like Monroe Journeys Out of the Body and things like that and are familiar with astral projection and you believe in that, well, that's an explanation is, you know, there's astral creatures that travel in another dimension and they can come get your soul at night. So that's how I would I would probably explain most of it. But there really haven't been too many actual physical abductions. There's been somewhere like two weeks later, they, they hey, I think when I was driving, something happened. You know, you've heard that. There was a guy who's been on Rogan out in uh, uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest using logger. And him and his friends came across the UFO going up to their logging site in the middle of nowhere. And the guy got out of the car because he wanted to see it. And then the thing was getting ready to take off and he got hit by a wave and got blasted. Mm -hmm. His buddies took off and the aliens came out and got him because he was going to die. And they, he remembered waking up off planet on a sh uh, s somewhere in a facility and mm -hmm. a bed and then they 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 uh, uh, repaired the damage they did, and they brought them back to Earth, dropped them back like a week later, and that's been documented. His friends said, you know, we took we left them there, so that there, there's there's that one. There's the the hill uh, 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 the hills. I think it was their last name from the fifties, where yeah. they said they were taken out of a car. But there really hasn't. There's been some here in Wisconsin. We had. A police officer came across the saucer and there was witnesses and he stopped the car and he, he was maybe a hundred yards away. And they, when they took off, he got hit with a wave and the guy died a week later, his car was totally all the electric, all the electrical system was, was fried. They do a, they do a, a UFO uh, festival there, but there's really not been too many people that have been put on a saucer and then flown and, you know, be able to look out the window and then feel what it's yeah. like to go and, and travel in this craft. 
yeah. and uh, see what they are inside and actually see what a saucer is. They're, yeah, you they're, know, I guess like we got like they're not just going after Americans, right? Like <laughs> they just don't have a like. Oh, I love I love that country. Let's go. Like so, meaning that certain cultures that let's give the benefit of the doubt here that they would go after certain all the cultures and maybe certain cultures don't want to tell their story. Maybe they're just going to keep it to themselves, right? Because it's well, such a crazy story. They don't they don't want to be ostracized by their by their society, I guess, right? Well, like like the last. The last alien thing, the last abduction type movie I saw, I don't want to mention the name of it, but they had a bunch of people that dozens of times were taken from their bedroom. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if I was taken dozens of times from my bedroom, I go out and look for physical proof in the neighborhood. Well, where the hell did they land this thing? You know, and, and in our abduction, uh, the second time they visit us, they landed on the ice in front of our house and they left this. You know, I, mean, I got physical proof. Yeah. I have the vehicle that we were driving. I've been saving it. And uh, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of physical proof, you know, and from what I understand that they do leave some, uh, you know, there was in, in this Pentagon thing they had, they wanted to know, well, how is it affecting people that have been around UFOs that have seen one, you know, cl close up and it took off. And they found that, you know, some disturbing things can happen. Uh, so anyways, we've got, we've got some evidence. Gotcha. So how long were you gone for? I I would say about it seemed like about four or five hours of time. And then where did they, they when they brought you back, where were you just went back to the car? Yeah, well that was uh when they were done with me on the machine, and I, I believe I was programmed, you know, there's things like making this movie, you know. <laughs> that, and uh anyways, when I came off the machine. Uh, they took me and my wife. Then we were we were conscious because I had to go drive a car, you know. Yeah. And uh, they took me took us into this bay. It was like a, and you could see that it was set up for a saucer where the sides were up high and you could walk out. And they set us on a on a a, a bench. Yeah. And then the saucer came in, and the the top the middle of it was at the height we were in, so we get loaded in, and then. Uh, they laid us down because we can't, they're, they're not real tall. You know, the grays are only about four feet high and I'm six foot four. So yeah. they, they, and then uh, they didn't have seating arrangements for passengers. So they, uh, this is the type of craft we're on. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, I'm going to do this back. Well, it's a common, like the, with the, what you're describing is that what you're showing is that it's a common UFO that's been, documented that that this is what a flying saucer looks like right yeah since, since i've been born i guess right it's like if anybody sees what you're showing they say that's a that's a ufo that's that's something that we've seen in the sky i guess right well this is actually uh bob lazar's sketch of the of the yeah. craft he reversed engineered and uh what's interesting is uh well they they set us they laid us down out here um, probably on this side with their heads going this way because okay. it's built up when they get when the one that you can see there's three reactors underneath and when they fire up uh, they kind of tilt up and that's why you see a lot of the pictures are like this yeah and you know then we were tilted up my wife was facing inward towards the reactor and I was facing outward uh, uh, Bob Bushman is another guy who's been around UFO starting after the Roswell crash. Yeah. And uh, he, he was a private contractor with uh, 
I think it was Lockheed Martin or one of those guys. And he's, he's put out a video at the end of his life where he brought a lot of his, his photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 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 including he had, uh, he had taken some pieces from one of the craft and back to his, his, uh, um, his, his laboratory, uh, as a private contractor. And they had like negative, uh, 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 mass to them. They were actually floating because he said some of, anyways, um, um, they, from there, they flew us back to earth. And when they got back, it was like, the whole scene was like frozen in time, like in the movie. I tried to set it up with the, with yeah. the car, but you know, the car was even up about to go on wheels and they stuck us in the car. And as soon as those, those crafts just disappeared and then we were going like 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And uh, one of the things they did was they programmed me to drive the car and we were like, you know how between a four lane highway, there's concrete and then, you know, steel rail, we're headed right towards that. And, and uh, I was conscious, but I wasn't in control of my hands or feet. And I, it's driving a stick. And uh, the, I made an S turn coming out of that thing, just missed the side, came up on two of the wheels, came back yeah. down. And as soon as the car was straightened out, we're going a straight line. All of a sudden I could use my hands again, but I watched my body steer and drive that car. So it's a, it's quite amazing what uh, they were able to accomplish. So what, yeah. where are they? Where are they? Like what? Like are they in our galaxy? A different, a different galaxy? Like where do they come from? Well, I'm going to guess uh, like millions of light years away. Okay. okay, just by from what I've read on. on what's their motivation? I'm... What's their motivation to to uh, to go to, to to get like the pro pro like basically probe you? I guess like what's the what's the agenda? What's their agenda? Well, you know, right now, uh, for some reason, the earth is being watched, okay, is, is what... Well, they, we have enough things to worry about. We got viruses, yeah. we got like a polarizing kind of society, we got global warming. Now we have to worry we're about some, like we're some, being watched yeah. by aliens and being like... We're some kind of... Ex in our bed, bedrooms? Yeah. Like, we, like, is there enough things going on for us to worry well, about? We're some kind of an experiment. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it's we're yeah. an experiment, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're some kind of an experiment, okay. Uh, and um, at any rate, uh, we're kind of a hands-off type of experiment. But they won't they won't allow us to use nukes anymore. I don't think uh, on okay. each other. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that the nuclear war is obsolete because of them. But uh, hopefully. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, at any rate, we're kind of we're kind of headed in the wrong direction, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And uh, they need like human, the... you mean humans, like in general, because like yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're I guess they're interested in the, in the the most intellectually or maybe we're not even the most intellectually superior species on the planet. Maybe we're just the ones who who are able to take advantage of the planet with our with our resources and our thumbs and etc. So basically. Why, why, if they're white millions of years away, why wouldn't they, why would they want us? Maybe they want other animals on our planet, I guess. Well, you know, uh, it's a real political time right now around the world, you know, and then sure. we can see how we can see lots of corruption. Our leaders, a lot of them are corrupt. <laughs> they're crooks, right? I think they've always and, have been, though, they, right? They always, they always, like, have, have, have been like that. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. 
And, uh, but I, at any rate, uh, 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 they want a soft uh, disclosure. And he, uh, if you watch like Tom DeLong, uh, he started that, uh, what's, what was it, it was called? Uh, 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 he started a nonprofit. It leaked out when the Podesta emails leaked. Somebody, remember that? It was political. Yeah. But in yeah. those emails were some emails from Tom DeLong talking to Tom, uh, John Podesta about getting some help on figuring out UFOs. So he started this company. Oh, it's called To The Stars Academy. Yeah. And he got some, some, uh, some seed money and he got, Podesta hooked him up with about five or six individuals that all had good government jobs and all had inside information. And uh, he, and then the, the object of it was initially to, to do a soft uh, disclosure on the, you know, the aliens, uh, because it would change the way, you know, uh, we would probably live. And, yeah. you know, then it would also help us solve some, some problems that uh, if there was alien disclosure, well, we could get some kind of an energy that wouldn't pollute. And that was, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they've got to have a lot of that stuff solved. Okay. It, would, it would take a lot of pressure. You know, there's a lot of political things going on that uh, they could solve for us. Right. You know, and uh, 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 at any what rate, do they want then? They want to like take over or they want to? Uh, no, not that they're not. Uh, we're actually we're, we're pretty inferior. You know, we're a very emotional driven speech you know yeah. group of hey women. listen great being a human i'm not complaining you know yeah, i was gonna I, say we're nothing wrong with they, emotions you know we they don't listen I, i'm a musician so the last thing i want to be is a great because they got like little holes they don't even yeah they don't even hear sounds barely you know it's okay so let's i was going to talk about the film for a bit uh, the film so basically curious the one first question that people have is um why are you guys, why do you and your wife, why are you always wearing sunglasses in the film? Well, it's like, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> okay, you want the truth of the matter, okay, is, is I'm, I've got an artist brand for uh, mu music, AV Super Sunshine. If you Google me, you'll see lots of Yeah, 100%, so, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're a professional musician, yeah. Right, so, you know, they're, uh, um, this is a true story, so, when we first went to record, my producer, he's a guy by the name, at the time was a guy by the name of James House. James writes with Joe Bonamassa. And Joe would always put on glasses. He puts on sunglasses when he plays. Like, you should always wear sunglasses. Okay. So we just started doing it. And it's just, uh, uh, it's just part of, it's part of our brand. So if you, if you look up and hit images of baby super sunshine, you'll see me always in sunglasses. No, and your, but your wife too, right? Like she's always wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yes. She, she's, uh, she's also always wearing sunglasses. So then, but the, the, the cynic, the cynic in, 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 in us as humans, we would say, well, you're, you're not giving us eye contact. You're not giving us we're not able to read you because you're not showing us your eyes. So then maybe you're hiding something. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you need the organ music after that. No, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just Plus asking it. like a journalistic question, I guess. Right. No, I, well, I understand that. I'm just making, I'm just having, yeah. fun. I'm just no. having fun with the answer. It's a, it's yeah. a non, it's a non issue with me. I mean, I, I really don't, I understand that position, but 
hey, it's, it's me, man, you know? I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, but what do you say to that? What do you say to that, that statement? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. But uh, it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to convince the people who uh, need to be convinced. I'm just trying to tell our story. You know, the one, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not up to me to convince you. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm just asking about, you, like, I'm just, it's about your film, right? Because basically the one time that you guys don't wear sunglasses, like it's about 40 minutes in and you're being interviewed and you don't have sunglasses. It's like, oh, I get to see their eyes. And then you get pissed off because you got, you feel that you got ambushed, right? That, that, that scene. <laughs> well, anyways, it's just for fun. Come on. No, no, of course it's for fun. That's, fun yeah. you know? No, it's a, it's an entertaining film. That's, I'm just talking about the film itself. So basically, it's an entertaining film. It's like it's like a film within the film within the film, I guess, right? Like there's like kind of three dimensions going on, right? So tell me about Jared. Where did you get Jared, the, the director, to kind of bring your film home, so to speak? Well, we were uh, uh, one of the video promoters we were using suggested we try him for a, a music video, and uh, then we did a. A, a group of music videos with Jared, um, and uh, before we we got serious about the film, um, we uh, uh, what happened was we we're down in Nashville recording. This is pre-Jared, okay? Yeah. And we're pre we had a guy down there who was doing music videos for us, and it was on one of those trips. Uh, he heard a song called, we were calling it Alien Abduction. We're going to rename it Falling Star because that's what the hook is. But it was a story about our being taken out of the car and taken off planet, being hooked to a machine and then being brought back. But and everybody liked that song. So they're like, this is the single of a, we haven't released that record yet um, called Candyland, but we're, we're close to releasing it just because we wanted to save it until the film got going. Mm -hmm. So he heard the he heard it and he's like, oh, we got to do a, a music video on this. And he arranged for us to go out to, L to LA to go and we rented a film ranch and we we had to get mannequins. The mannequins in the segment that we used uh, were from like the, mo the movie, uh, The Hills Have Eyes and uh, the uh, the Indiana Jones movie with the nuclear explosion, yeah. you know, the, so those were, they were, you know, with the eyes in it. So we went on, got those and went out to the desert and they brought in about four or five really good camera guys, uh, including a, a guy who uh, did the Mission Impossible films. And he, he uh, was the lead camera on uh, that Woody Harrison movie that was real gory. I can't think of it. Natural uh, Born Killers? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. He did. He was the lead camera guy, real good camera guy. So they, they brought in all these guys. They had this guy who, who, uh, his him and his dad created the first cam for the huddle, the huddle cam. So it went up and then it went over and out and then it could go down. So they, they were using it for a while, but now they got all the aerial stuff. But the, the, the guy who came around would follow the football team out to the field and do the huddle cam. Remember when the huddle cam came out? So anyways, he was there. We did all this film and uh, we thought we're doing a music video. He says, no, we're doing a art film on your alien, on alien abduction. And, uh, uh, at any rate, uh, uh, they just kind of gave us the film and left. So uh, we uh, yeah. got another promoter a little bit later, and I told him about the film, you know, and he was like, "Well, you, you should do, you should put it together." So, so uh, 
that's when we had been working with Jared uh, and uh, uh, I, I went out to, we talked to Jared and he agreed to do it. And then on that type of format that I would do a film as best I could, you know, in my living room yeah. uh, to try to tell the story using the footage we did in LA as well as gotcha. the animated scenes that you see. And then uh, anyways, and he stepped in and uh, kind of, he, he had the idea to make it like, you know, I'm going to try to get you to fess up that you're, that you're not telling, you know, it was, she was trying to get us to turn on each other for three days. Yeah. Was, I saw well, that's in the film, right? Like, it's sort of like, you're trying to like, it's, he's trying to, he's trying to be the, the investigator, the journalist that he's trying to be like, kind of like the, the he's the cynic. He's the molder to your Fox, I guess. Right. 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 Or the Fox to your molder, whatever it is. Right. He wants, he wants to find a, he's the cynic a flaw in our story where it yeah. doesn't match. And, in the film, he comes up with the tube diameter, which at the time I was, I wasn't thinking real straight, you know, well, it looks yeah. smaller to me because it's out on the floor. I was looking down on the floor and Philly's looking at it up close, you know, that's why it looks smaller to me, you know, that's, but at the, you know, it, it was like, that was the big tension. Do you remember that? The tube, yeah. you know, and then. Did you have uh, final cut in this film? Like, did you have the final product? Like you, the final say? There was, there were some things that, uh, uh, we took that me and Philomena had taken out, but we basically let Jared do what he wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, that was... You did, take out, you did take out some elements of the film, I guess, that he... There, well, there were some things like uh, uh, that made him look too mean. Okay. <laughs> there were some things where he's just like, well, he teaches soccer, you know? So, you know how... And then and he draws... So he teaches kids soccer, you know? You know, teaching kids soccer... It's got to be hard to get their attention, right? And to get to yeah. the respect, you know. What does he know? My kids, my 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 dad just strapped me up. But but anyways, you know. At any rate, so he does the respect on the blackboard and does all this stuff to me. And I said, that's you know, I had to sit through it, you know, you know. Yeah. And then afterwards, I said, you don't want to put that in the movie. It makes you look like a coach or something. I'm so, going to ask you a question. Some, some things like that, that was just, you know, like it didn't really have much to do with gotcha. the movie. It didn't serve the story, right? Yeah, yeah. and it just made him, it, he, 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 uh, when, when we've viewed this with an audience at other film festivals, you know, and then afterwards everybody comes and talks to you about, yeah, yeah of course. They've all said, oh, you know, Jared is so mean, you know, yeah. he's really a nice guy, you know, but for, for the film, he played, a mean guy for the whole time we we're there. He was trying to get me to it's the conflict. Yeah, he, and then he brings the conflict to the film, right? Right. He right. legitimizes your story by by trying to, to put part in the pun, but trying to probe your story, right? Like, uh, like he's trying to like poke holes into, into your story, I guess, right? Right. And then having a camera on you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, there's no candid moments, so. And then uh, you're. And then when she they brought you when yeah. Philomena, they brought her separately. She she didn't want to go further. Like she, he thought she, he was getting a little too personal, I guess. And she kind of stopped the interview, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was probing her personal life and that. Yeah. She's a, which she's is, a, well, I got to ask that. I was curious. Where did you guys meet? Where did, how, how did you guys meet? Um, uh, we, uh, we worked together and then we started hanging out and then one thing led to another. Okay. And how long have you guys been together for? Probably, uh, I think, 13 years now. 
Okay. Cool. And then, so last question. Uh, so we sent you the audience feedback video of your film. Um, so we got the everybody kind of like got 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 to got to have put their points of the film from a storyteller in perspective, but also from your story perspective. What did you think about the feedback video? That got me the the the, the lawyer. That got me. The, got you the lawyer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And a good so buddy. Is that a good thing? Because usually, yeah, it's yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. You know, because there's film guys that are watching this, you know, and yeah. you know, you, you can't just call up net, you know, you got to have a lawyer going to Netflix. Oh, with Netflix and the streaming and, and all that kind of stuff. And then to get the, a lawyer's attention is takes some time, you know, you know, you can't just unless you've got something really great and some great connections. But so I've been talking to um, our, our law, uh, Alan is his name, Alan Jacoby He's out of Miami. And uh, he's done a bunch of films, but he started like in the 80s doing uh, doing the South Miami scene, you know, like the Gloria Estefan and Casey and the Sunshine Band, all that kind of stuff. And so he's, you know, one of these guys who've been around the block and knows a lot of people. And uh, I remember reading in an article on Lady Gaga that the first thing she did was get an entertainment attorney, you know, sure. but, you know, that was the first thing she did because somebody gave her some good advice, you know, you know, then because they can pull a lot of strings. Anyways, um, we had been talking, I'd been talking to him for a few years. Uh, and uh, as we started the film and, you know, showed him what we had. And then um, finally, it, when we finally got his interest, the pandemic started and then everything shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, so uh, when you're, and I've been trying to figure out a way to get back in touch with them and say, hey, you know, let's let's do something with this. And then when your your uh, audience feedback video came out, I sent it to him and right away. He was on the phone with me, you know, yeah. that's how that's how good, how powerful it was. And, and it was oh, like, cool. you know, it was like uh, um, uh, when I went to call him back because I missed his call, you know, instead of being put on hold, you know, he was like. <laughs> Like, hey, Andy, how you? you know so so that 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 did a really that was really great you i know? guess and he then, saw that there was an audience for there's money to be made with the film i guess right because that's yeah, what it comes down and, to he wants to make money from from the film right well um uh, 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 yeah yeah you know and alan's the kind of guy who's been he you know he also likes being involved with projects you know not always about making money but uh so he came up with some ideas uh for us to use because of pentagon hearing and all the video that dropped and then uh so we're doing some changes right now and gotcha. just like and then that's also giving a little more length and a little more story uh to tell and then uh at any rate so uh yeah that that was great you know and then and and he uh you know he had made some phone calls and showed it around to some creative people uh that are going to help promote it people with you know blockbuster movies type you know so yeah. we, and then they were able to give us feedback on how to make it better you know and that's uh you know that's worth everything right yeah that's what well that's what a good distributor does right they they'll they'll take your film and they'll they'll trim it here and they'll add here and they'll kind of make it sellable i guess into the audience kind of like they're expert editors i guess right so 
Right, and it, it, uh, with the, the audience feedback, the, the audience members all seem to really enjoy getting the way it was told. So yeah. uh, that's really positive, you know. So that's a, you know, it's all about timing too, right? Maybe this style of film wouldn't have worked two years ago. I don't know? think it would. No, I think it's a really good point. Because so, I think that we're, I think that more people are starting to believe in, in that we're not just alone, I guess, right? Right, and then this one handles kind of like, you know, well, what's it like living? It's, it's no fun being the alien couple, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's nerve-wracking at times. We, try, we really don't talk about it that much, you know? We've had three experiences around aliens now. They came back two more times. Uh, they've showed us some more of their technology. It's pretty, pretty crazy. These things are like, so... So if I show you this picture, right? Yeah. It's like a framework, and then they have a real thin foil metal that goes around it. It looks seamless, but it's just like paper thin, but it's really indestructible. And you going back to the Roswell crash, what the army put out the first day, they said mm -hmm. it was like indestructible foil that they picked up. And the people that uh, saw the wreckage of the of the very first Roswell crash said the same thing you couldn't put a knife through it you know it's really yeah. so it, it's like a flying tent okay it's like so, a okay so the, the go up this the, the jump of your question so in 19 2012 ABC did a poll uh that 36 percent of this is just Americans 36 percent of Americans believed in aliens right and then they did a poll last year and it, went, it jumped up to 65 percent so that's two thirds, right? And right. that that I have a feeling that that's because of the that's because of the internet kind of boom and uh, social media, and it's more talked about now. And the certain generation coming up that kind of believes in it more often, and like I guess it's more about exposure and conversation that leads to people believing in it. I guess, right? Right, and you know, a lot of the sightings. You know, imagine yeah. being on planet whatever, wherever these come from. You know, and you you could make one in your garage, you know, you could make one in your backyard. Yeah. And, you know, and then and then what is it? It's instead of, the, you know, there's no propulsion system and the videos show that instead of it, it creates its own bubble of, of gravity, which is which nothing can stick to when it goes around and then it pulls things to it. So so yeah. they so you have to have a destination to pull to you. So. The, the universe is this big circular thing, right? And yeah. then then this just pulls it around to it. Yeah. So one of the cool play, I think, I personally think that a lot of these are like a car club, you know, three guys and they, let's, let's, let's where do you want to go this weekend? Well, let's go to earth, you know? Yeah. And then you gotta stay a certain amount away and keep the heck away, you know, just, and then they see them and they do the U-turn. There's nowhere to put a weapon on these. And I don't think they could fire a projectile yeah. at something. That's why they haven't shot down anything. The other thing is, one of the things that came out of the hearing is last week, and you know, and I, it automatically made sense to us. Is that we, you know, have you had any communications with these? No, we haven't. They haven't tried to communicate with us, and we haven't tried to communicate with them. You know, so the people that <laughs> let's get the hell out of here, right? You know. And, and it's as well as if it's an if it's a diff if it's an artificial bubble of gravity that's different than this than the physical world you're in, maybe it's harder for them to communicate via radio. Yeah. But 
they can't when they, when we're around them if we have a request they can't say no okay okay so but but it's really hard to get a request out so after the first after the first time we were with them I said to my wife, you know, do you think they're going to come back? And she's like, no, no, we're never, this is, this is a one-time thing. And then they came back, you know, no. <laughs> so and that's a whole nother story. So, but after, but I, the point I'm trying to make is after that, I said, well, the next time they come back, I know what I want. I want a picture. I got to have a picture of an alien. I got to have a picture of an alien. So I just, you know, I was ready, you know, so when they came back and, and they get, they got me one. So I wanted to share it with you. That's the picture. Yeah, that's now, that's now, the cover. as soon as I got this, everybody will get a picture with the craft. That's so now, well, that's know, the cover, right? Like yeah. that's your cover, right? Yeah. So yeah. So this is a gray. I wish you the best. I think anyway, that, I, I think that, that, uh, this is that. a pretty Thank, fun film. By the way, your festival was fantastic. Thank you so much. It was I such a privilege to, to win it. Just to be in it was great. You know, we really appreciate it. No, I appreciate that. It, that's that's very nice to hear, and I'm glad that it served you you well, and it served you well as like a, as a as a filmmaker, and like you got it from an emotional experience. And you also it helped you from a professional experience as well with the lawyer and everything. So it's great. Well, and thanks for letting me share some of the things that. No, thank that you. Like, I hope that it was okay. I just was like, I'm just like, I, I'm asking questions that people are wondering, I guess, right? So I hope uh, there was no offense taken in the in the probate. Oh, and, great, uh, it's great. I, I can take my my glasses off. Oh, there you are. You okay. actually have eyes. Oh, there you are. Okay, so <laughs> it's true. Okay, it's fine. Maybe yeah. That... It's just for it's for fun, you know. We, we want to have fun with it because you know it's the, it's not much fun otherwise because you you know you think about all the. Why us? Oh, we other people have to do this. Oh my gosh. I had a great job. Now I don't, you know. Exactly. All right, man. Well, so, again. So yeah, it's really affected our, our lives a lot. And you know, it's uh anyways, but thank you for letting us share. Thank you. And uh, you can watch you can see your uh all you can listen to your music on Spotify and all the other places. Right. Just Google uh, A V Super Sunshine words. A V together like KC in yeah. the Sunshine Band, but it's one step farther. A V Super Sunshine. Super Sunshine. All right, man. Have a good one. One, two, three, four, five.